the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. People can see things they've never seen before. <laughs> okay. Who's that? And what is your act? I don't have an act. And what's got an act? People aren't gonna like it if you put us on stage. Oh, I'm counting on it. Well, I believe those are the words of a scoundrel. A shell. This land is a shell. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Come one, come all to the Worldview Media Podcast. Oh, what's your tickets? Tickets are so expensive. Oh, I can't go then. <laughs> You're limiting your clientele. I can't go <laughs> Y'all got lots of money. No. <laughs> all right, this is the Worldview Media Podcast. We are smack dab in the middle of dominionizing in many awesome ways. And here we are to talk about the movie The Greatest Showman. Uh, Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. That's what it's called. <clears throat> and with me, oh, I am your host, Gordon Runyon. <laughs> And with me is Joyce Runyon. Hello. And Jordan Runyon. Hello. And sitting way over there, because she doesn't think she'll say anything, is Reagan Runyon. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And so here we are. We are missing a Runyon. What's that? We are missing a Runyon, in case people are thinking. it's not quite the full Worldview Media team. But somebody's got to do productive work around here. Yeah. So Carmen is gone. Jordan agrees with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. It can't be everyone all the time. <laughs> it can't be, can't be you anytime. <laughs> I have stuff I, I, I got to do other other things. I, I have my own you stuff have, to do. <laughs> you have a calling. <laughs> so here we are. We're talking about... Wolverine deciding to make uh, a circus. Yeah. Make a circus. It's Hugh Jackman. Yep. And he is playing the part of P.T. Barnum right. of Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus fame. And it's a musical. Right. 
we just played part of the trailer leading into this episode. Which one was it? Well, it's the one that in two minutes it contains like all the spoken vocabulary in the entire movie. (laughs) So the truth of the matter is that Hugh Jackman is actually a, a decent singer. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, he uh, he's done this before. Hasn't he's he? done this before. Yeah, Les Mis. I remember yeah. that. And he's he did a lot of theater work when he was a younger man. He was in like Beauty and the Beast and before those kind Wolverine of, like, fame. Yeah, before Wolverine, he was doing a lot of musical theater and that kind of thing. So it's, he's going back to his roots. Yeah, kind of. It's his sort of. It's well, his I'm first his love, maybe. Uh, don't tell his wife. <laughs> Okay, so in this movie, we have the story of P.T. Barnum, supposedly. It's based on a true story, and how oh, he... loosely based. <laughs> is it? It's pretty loose. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty loose. <laughs> like, they have the names probably right. And <laughs> you don't think he sang his way to Dude. circus fame? <laughs> he might have, well, actually. Uh-huh. All right, so we see him deciding that he's going to create this showcase special phenomena winds up turning into P.T. Barnum's circus. Really kind of a freak show sort of thing, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of how they make it look like it started out. Mm-hmm. With like uh, Dog Face Boy. Yeah. Siamese Twins. Super tall dude, bearded woman. Yeah, the bearded lady. Right. Tom Thumb. Tom Thumb, yeah. The little guy. The little guy. All right, so let's go around and just say how you felt about this movie. How did it strike you? Anybody want to go first? Well, uh, I... I, like, watched it wanting to like it and for it to be good and stuff. And it was fine. But, uh... uh I don't know. I By the time it was over, I was not... I don't know. It didn't feel, like, super satisfying to me one way or the other. I don't know. I what, wanted, did, what, I did, what did you think was missing? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just something with the... I don't know if the story was really well told or or if they were I don't know I thought the music was all kind of fine and and there were a few that were pretty catchy and uh, I don't know I I had hoped that it was gonna be more than it was because when it was coming out people were treating it like this big like phenomenon that had yeah big deal yeah and but uh, I just don't know that it lived up to sort of everything that was going on around it when it when it came out and how, how big everybody was talking about it and stuff. Yeah. I kind of felt some of the same things. Mom, what's your opinion? You know, for, for a fun little movie, it, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. It is a musical, so there's songs, there's dancing, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, acrobatic feats going on because it is the circus after all and um and again this is really a loosely based story (laughs) on uh barnum and what he did and what he was about so you can't really take it as 
this is really what happened <laughs> because it really wasn't what happened. Yeah. And uh, so if you get rid of all that and you just watch it, <laughs> like it's not based on anything, it's probably better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was kind of like the story of P.T. Barnum and the animated movie Sing got together and had an ugly baby and this was it. And it was in the sideshow, is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> Basically, if you saw the movie Sing, you don't need to see this. Cause uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Yes. No, I wouldn't go that That's, far. Because there, there's still some really good choreography in it. There's still some, some good singing. Uh... There's some some surprising acting. <laughs> I thought the young PT guy was really um, pretty good. I thought the kids that played their oh. parts were really yeah, pretty good they at did what a they good did. Job. And it, it's a nice little story, but it I really think it winds up just being a story. I don't know. I, I don't think that's really based on... Yeah, I don't know how well it actually reflects anything that really happened in real life. No, I, don't, I didn't feel like it really held up to the promise that it seemed to set out for itself right at the beginning. Because right at the beginning we see kind of Barnum in the middle of a daydream kind of about what it was going to be like once he had his vision yeah. all come together. And he was promising a world of magic and color and amazement and stuff like that. And I just never felt like the movie really got there. Mm. I don't know. Even when it was showing the actual shows in full regalia and all like that, I just didn't feel like it was really that amazing. Or I yeah. Don't know. Uh, Carmen and I both kind of felt like, well, this was interesting. Right after the movie was over and we were talking about it a little bit, I said that I thought the songs kind of all reminded me of the dopey songs that they write for American Idol finalists because those songs are generally you know they're kind of top 40 genre they sound like they belong in the top 40 but none of them ever get there to the to the top 40 they're just kind of that genre and all the songs are filled with these cliches about climbing mountains and stepping out of the shadows and nobody's going to stop me now and yeah. I'm chasing my dreams. and <laughs> Yeah. And those are totally what the songs are about. And I, I just felt like that's what this whole movie was, was one song like that after another. There were no songs that were horrible or anything, but with the exception of one... I thought they were all just kind of, eh, you know, eh, mm. I, I guess, passable. Sure. But I don't imagine that anybody will hear them on the radio or something. No, probably not. The exception... Oh, I was going to finish the story then. Carmen, <laughs> Carmen, after hearing that, then went online and started looking at reviews of the movie, and she found a review where some guy said exactly the same thing that all those songs sounded like American Idol finalist songs. Yeah. And actually, Carmen wasn't really liking this movie all that much Carmen herself. Carmen likes <laughs> every movie, and she didn't really like this movie very much. Yeah, that was It weird. left her disappointed. Yeah. And she always finds something positive. Yeah. 
in a cinematic production. Well, yeah. I thought the there was one song that I thought was better, and I feel like I've heard it outside the movie. Is the one that it was the, probably on American Idol. <laughs> well, it's the one that the opera singer sang. Oh yeah, I like that one. That was Reagan's favorite too. I thought that was clearly the best song. Yeah. Y'all felt the same way? Yeah, I listened to it like five times today in a row. (laughs) (laughs) You should know it now, right? No, I actually don't even remember what it's called. (laughs) I was going to ask you to just break out in song. I don't remember Showcase it. She could, but who knows what it would be like. It deserves to be (laughs) showcased. That song deserves to be showcased. I'm just kidding. I, I thought that... Well, I didn't watch the whole movie, um, and I didn't. But you came in and I didn't captured your attention on watching the movie. I'm not down. a huge fan of musicals, and I just didn't think I could get behind it. But I went into the kitchen for a glass of water, <laughs> and something and there was about Hugh. it. There was Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron, say no to and Hugh. I was like, I guess I can sit in for a little while. <laughs> and then you sat in, and until then I the sat in, and I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of seems like it ought to build up to something more than it did. Yeah, and yeah. I also think the pace of the movie, I don't know if this is just because I showed up late and wasn't in it from the beginning. Um, it just went so fast. Like, yeah. the relationships yeah. didn't have time to build. I was confused. I was like, wait, you just met the other day, and now you're, you know... Desperately in love. <laughs> in love. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind true. of I don't know. Well, I feel like choppy. <sighs> I kind of feel like in a musical you're gonna have to walk a fine line between how much exposition you do in the actual film and how much of your storytelling you try to do in the actual songs. Yeah, yeah. but and I this, mean, you just said the songs really were all the same. Yeah, much. but I feel like the songs. That's where they tried to tell the whole story was in the songs too. Yeah, yeah. And, right. And I didn't, I didn't think that was a good choice storytelling wise. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't thrilled with that aspect of it. I think Hugh Jackman did a good job. I don't think he has anything to be embarrassed about or. No. Yeah. I thought it was good. I felt like a lot of the actual performers did well in their roles. Yeah. But. I don't know, this story as a whole just didn't, like, come together for me. Right. And I feel like the sort of conflict with the the people in the in the show that Barnum has and, like, his actual, like, view of them in society and, like, yeah. this whole thing, like, that whole conflict that, like, gets sort of hinted at and poked with and stuff, it, it never really right. comes yeah. to anything. And then when you yeah. think that it should, they just, all the, all the, <laughs> all his acts just sort of are okay and fine with everything and right. and, yeah. and ready to be encouraging to him, even though he's, like, really the worst. <laughs> <laughs> right. About the time the tension builds to something interesting, it's time for another song. Yeah. And it's it's this happy song. <laughs> like <laughs> Very inspirational. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the story had enough in it. It made me curious about... P.T. Barnum, and if we saw, like, a documentary coming on, The Life of P.T. Barnum or something, right. I'd probably be interested in seeing that. Or I kind of feel like that happened, too, when I when I saw it the first time, because I didn't watch it with all of us uh, when 
when you saw it because I'd yeah. seen it before. But when I had seen it before, I was watching it with some friends and and after it was over, we were all sitting on the couch like googling stuff about P.T. Barnum and trying to like find <laughs> stuff out. So I guess it really does do that. It has that effect on you where you're like, hmm. I need to sort of know yeah. what the heck the actual yeah. deal is. Right. So that's something, I guess. It is kind of like bringing this historical figure that maybe not a lot of people really think about or or know that much about to to this you know into the public eye maybe so that you can start to find out some stuff and that's kind of cool i guess but uh i don't know i don't know that it really actually represents that him as like as who he was in right. real life is the is the problem yeah, sure. So glamorized, maybe. Yeah, I think they. Uh, I think they, whatever the opposite of like vilify would be, they like heroify <laughs> him a little too much, maybe. You know. Yeah. Well, and then so you, you just goes this... back to how much of the story is really right. accurate, and how much is a hagiography? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so is that about it? We're all kind of, if I'm gauging right what's being said, I think we all wanted it to be more than it was, and we're ready to go with it if it was more than it was, but yeah. I think we're all probably stuck at around C level, letter grade, or would you do yeah. more than that? Yeah, I'd say that's... Probably like a C. I mean, it's fun. If you're just wanting to watch something and, and yeah. have yeah. something on, like, it's kind of fun. Catchy songs, good good performances Costuming, yeah. I mean there there's some good things about the movie but it's not really and then again like I was saying you, you really don't know you can't see it as anything other than the name because I, I don't think anything other than the name is probably accurate for for the movie <laughs> that P.T. Barnum did something like that oh, right. <laughs> so okay well alright then Let's go ahead and take our break, and when we come back, we'll do our worldview discussion on this movie and maybe play a game. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. Don't listen to them. They don't understand yet. They will. So tell me, do you want to go? Where it's covered in all the colored lights. Where the runaways are running the night. It pops-
Does it bother you that everything you're selling is fake? Do these smiles seem fake? We have more protesters every day. I'm trying to fix! You're risking everything you've built. Well, how do you think I built it? It's everything the world is so shit. It's everything you ever need. But you put us in the spotlight. You gave us a real family. Have you no shame? Father, the world is changing. It's everything you And we're back on Worldview Media Podcast. We're talking about the Hugh Jackman movie, The Greatest Showman. And in the spirit of this movie, we're going to play a game. Oh boy. Where I'm going to ask a question and then you go around and we'll all answer the question. Okay. Here we go. If if you were hired by P.T. Barnum as an act in his circus, what would that act be? (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't think of one for yourself, then think of one for someone else here. But you have to be nice. This could either be a fun game or it could like destroy the family. So. <laughs> oh, good. Just like Monopoly. <laughs> Just like Solar Quest. <laughs> Solar Quest. All right. So. <sighs> Start us off then. You first. It's your game. All right. <laughs> I feel like. Yes. This could be revealing. Oh, no. I feel like I could be a magician. Okay. Because... Because you were Gordon the Great. Golden. When, <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a little kid, like grade school, I did the thing like get magic sets and read magic books and uh-huh. try to put on magic shows and stuff like that. So I think if I had to come up with something, I'd probably do that. Okay. What about you, Reagan? Um, Trapeze? No. No, I passed my prime. Uh, <laughs> ten years back. Maybe if there was, like... Maybe I could be, like, kind of behind the scenes. <laughs> like, uh, do the animal stuff. Take care of the animals. That's not an act. Train them. <laughs> To do their act. Oh, well, maybe you, you could go I could out be the and... be an animal trainer. Animal trainer. Oh, really? What animals? You the could train one lions. of the cats to always meow for food when people are in there making a sandwich. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> she smiles. I, think that I don't was. know how that happened. <laughs> I would be the lion. Lion trainer? The lion trainer. Oh, my gosh. I don't think wow. so. That's what All I right. have to say. Eh, try again. Alright, anybody else have anything? I think you could be a clown. No. I already am. Uh oh. Like your spaghetti legs, that one that goes like this. That's not. I can't see that. (laughs) (laughs) That's alright, she can see me. I already made 
my peace with the lion trainer. You made your peace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's your peace. All right, lion yeah. trainer. What about you, Jordan? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any skills. <laughs> like nunchuck skills. <laughs> Bow hunting no skills. Bow hunting skills. <laughs> you did archery. Yeah, but I don't have skills in archery. I'm not mad skilled. Well, you'd have to become mad skilled. Uh, and I haven't done that in a while, so I don't know how. Well, Reagan's never trained a lion. Well, she's I also. See you. That'd be cool. She's also crazy, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think, Mom? Well, instead of the person that has a little dog show, I'd have the little cat show. <laughs> <laughs> Where they, like, make a tower with themselves and yeah. stuff. That'd be hard to do, to train them all to do that. Yeah, yeah I don't even know how you would. They'd be walking on a leash and coming when I whistle and sitting up for treats. And <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could be the really tall guy, Jordan. <laughs> you could be the really no, tall guy. Oh, yeah, stilts. get you on some stilts. Oh. That would be good. Okay. That would be hilarious. I don't right. know. Well, it would that be. That deserves to be <laughs> showcased. <laughs> oh, boy. Maybe. All right. Enough frivolity. <laughs> now let's go to the very serious aspect. Okay. What are we seeing in terms of themes and. How is this movie preaching to us? What is it preaching? Any ideas? Well, I thought there was stuff going on with using your imagination and having a dream and what happens when you don't follow those things and what happens when you follow it to the exclusion of everything else. And I think a pretty obvious one was... Um, the, like, you're perfect the way you are kind of oh, thing. Yeah, that whole <laughs> self-acceptance yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is me kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the songs, Yeah, isn't it? exactly. That's why I said it. Yeah. Come on, you don't know song lyrics. Don't shave that beard, girl. You're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, couldn't she just shave? Wouldn't that fix her whole deal and she'd be, like, accepted by society? I don't know. Like, she's the one who let it grow out like that and, like, <laughs> keeps it all brushed and shiny. Like, well, maybe she well likes it. Quaffed. <laughs> she can't like it because she, uh, she always gets embarrassed when people, like, notice it and see it and wants to, like, hide from people. So, like, what's her deal? Maybe they didn't have razors back then. Yeah, they but you see guys going ways. around with <laughs> without any beards? It, it was possible. Well, for her to, to have done something. I if she know. really wanted to, which she obviously didn't. And then there was the guy that the only reason he was in there is because he had a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, like at some point he could have just been like, ah, uh, maybe that's enough. Maybe I'm done. But then he did it. <laughs> and then, like, now here he is and he's like, well, I guess I should be in this freak show because I <laughs> got carried away. I like, got a little carried away over the years. <laughs> Lost a bet. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, there is something to that. The world takes it too far. I mean, you should... There's a healthy sense of self-worth in having been created in the image of God. And, and that's a real thing. You shouldn't despise 
shouldn't despise yourself for cosmetic reasons and all that. Right. And the Bible does say you're supposed to count others better than yourself. And generally the issue with people is not that they don't love themselves enough. It's because they love themselves way too much. And, uh, it's hard to find somebody that really doesn't love himself or herself. Because if they don't, they wind up destroying themselves. So there's just not a lot of them around. But yeah, that that was a message in there. I tell you what, I thought right at the beginning there was a good thing going where P.T. Barnum isn't he hasn't married his wife yet, but he's he's singing the song about the vision that he has for uh-huh. creating this new world and all that. Yeah, and. and and he was singing it to her, and they're twirling around, and he's trying to get her to see what he sees, and, uh-huh. and she finally buys into it. And for me, I thought that was a kind of a neat illustration of a family taking dominion. You know, the man has a vision. He's going to go out and do it. He's inviting the woman to come with him, and she gets excited about the vision, and yeah. she's ready to go and be his partner. And, uh-huh. And then right away they're having kids and expanding the family and the vision. To me, it was a kind of a neat picture of taking dominion, and, and they were then they were ready to they were ready to take the, all the risks and absorb all the losses that go along with well, you know, just trying to plow things in to the ground and see what happens <laughs> yeah you know and and they did incur some losses along the way and, and uh but they were a neat little family unit the two of them and their daughters and they were making the best of it and dealing with wins and losses together mm-hmm. so i thought that was a really neat picture and then on the other hand there came a time when maybe the trouble was that P.T. Barnum, it's not that he lost sight of his vision. It's mm-hmm. just that he began to demand that his vision take shape here and now. And he began to sacrifice like long-term stuff for the sake of, I want to make everything happen now. Specifically, one of those things he was sacrificing was his own relationship with his wife and, uh, you know, what was going on with his kids. He was kind of missing them growing up and stuff like that. Right. And a biblical vision of dominion is multi-generational. And so his kids were on board, too, with his vision for creating this new world, which is kind of dominion talk, you know. Right. And I just feel like... His major mistake at the end of the movie is because he lost, he lost that multi-generational sense of what it means to take the minion. Mm-hmm. So I thought all that was good stuff. It's pretty good. Good world view stuff. <laughs> there you go. Anything else? Maybe harder to find worldview content than mostly secular inspirational songs. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but there is something to that. The language that when you find a popular song that's quote-unquote inspirational, what is it? It's generally, don't let the suckers keep you down. Don't let the bad guys squash your dreams. Uh-huh. You do what you want to do. You press forward with what you want to get done. And, and that's called inspirational. And, and, of course, we admire people that work hard and overcome obstacles and manage never to quit. That's all good stuff, but... A lot of these inspirational songs, it's this kind of Walt Disney sort of follow your heart drivel. Yeah. The Bible says the fool uh, acts on everything that's in his heart. And that's what, like, every Disney song is about. Mm. Every secular inspirational song is about just doing what you think you need to do. Kind of funny that that's what our culture calls inspiration. Yeah, I'm going to go out there and be my own god. Yeehaw! (laughs) Well, but there is Dominion stuff in there that, you know, we're each gifted in different ways and that, you know, he's following his dream and wanting to put that into reality. And um, that's really what we've all been called to do is to use those things in unique ways and and present them to the world and uh, make an impact even though... You know, it's the light shining in the darkness, and nobody likes the light. <laughs> it's still doing all these things, and uh, you see him, him doing that with his dream and marketing that and bringing it, and even changing how it looks so that it's, you know, he's bringing more people in. He had an idea just to do everything waxed, to do everything stuffed, and you know, even his kids are like, "You need something real." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. And then I thought the critic had a good line there. I think it may, might be in the trailer that we just played where the critic said, does it bother you that nothing you're selling here is real? Mm. The ironic thing is that that guy's a theater critic and all he does is go and watch yeah, and, plays. Yeah. And, uh, and so I thought that was funny because every play he's watching, there's, you know, it's not real. Yeah. It's right. all They're fictional just stories. And, yeah. And so for him to say, for him to freak out, because, well, this is all fake. Well, <laughs> well, duh, that's what you're doing every night is going Just to like watch wrestling. fake stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and the, I think you see in there too the relationship with his wife and their commitment to each other and their family. And, yeah. And even when he messed up at the end, you know, she was still willing to, to say, you know, you're still... And he didn't mess up as bad as he could have, which yeah. I kind of appreciated. You could see him... That it could have gone. You could see it coming from a while away. And yeah. Then... Yeah, that's true. All right. Anything else about this? Well, I think part of his fall was, you know, when she was telling him, uh, not everybody has to love you. <laughs> <laughs> And I think his focus changed somewhere with his dream to being more about uh, his status. And, yeah. uh, and that's a hard thing for a lot of people. You know, we want to be liked by the in our communities, and sometimes you have to take a stand and do things that maybe might not be so well-liked. And so um, 
You know, those are hard things. Mm. Got to speak up in class and say, uh, just a minute, I don't think so, I don't agree with that. You know, nobody ever wants to be that person. You know, it's interesting you said you would say that. It makes me think a little bit because at the first of the movie, he was kind of of the opinion. I don't think he ever said it, but I think it's a P.T. Barnum thing. Or who said this? Who came up with the idea that there's no such thing as bad publicity? Well, he did say was that. Was that him? I don't know if that was I him. Don't know if Historically, like I don't know if that's him or not. But at the first part of the movie, he's fully on board with that idea. Yeah. Where they say, they're going to hate you putting all these freaks on the stage. He's like, that's what I'm counting on. You know? He's like, but they'll talk about it, though. <laughs> yeah. And then people will want to see. But yeah. then there does come a shift where he then begins to kind of covet the praise of a certain segment mm-hmm. of society. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, and that really does kind of make everything go downhill. Yeah. Where he's courting the Where he's starting to care more about what other people, other people are yeah. thinking instead of just doing his thing. And right. You can't, uh, you can't let other men persuade you to do things that yeah. you need not be doing. Yeah. All right. Fear of that. Yeah, the you fear of man brings because, a snare. Uh, because what if they look at me like, what's wrong with you? Right. All right, y'all. Are we done? I guess we're done. All right, then. Bye. The g- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Wow. She's gone. Very abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but we should go. So oh well, here we go. All we're right. we're leaving. We'll see y'all next time. Until we're back together, go out there and dominionize, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks. <laughs>